All right, here we go. Good evening, everybody. Uh, this is Dr. Richard Olm um, for another Thoughts On. Uh, today I'm using uh, Colleen Clements 2017 uh, Victoria, their Pinot, which is uh, pretty fruit forward, extremely, extremely velvety and extremely smooth, quite good. Uh, but that's not why you guys are on here. Uh, today, the topic I want to talk about is movement variability. I just got I just got back from a course I taught training trunk stability in Scottsdale, Arizona. A good friend of mine, uh, Jeff Barron's clinic. Um, and at this course, I was lucky enough to have a guy I have a tremendous amount of respect for, named James Fitzgerald. Uh, he was the you know inaugural uh, CrossFit Games champion in 2007. Was a huge influence, I think, on just the overall model of, of CrossFit. Um, he's one of the biggest brains in the world on on the Metcon. Uh, and, you know, he also is the founder of OPEX, which is a fantastic coaches education platform. Uh, it's a great group. They put out amazing contents. I, I get no benefit from it. I've just seen their stuff for a while and work with them for a while. And they do great stuff. James was kind enough to come in and do a talk. Uh, the class, obviously, that I was teaching was on training trunk stability. James being, you know, a uh, world leading authority in the subject of um, what he calls mixed modal training. So that's going to be, you know, using lots of different things from strength training, Olympic weightlifting to gymnastics, all that kind of stuff. Um, was kind enough to come in and actually do a talk on trunk training for mixed modal. And he did a great talk. I, I think anybody who was in the room was, uh, was impressed with his knowledge. And he really kind of stimulated a lot of, um, a lot of thoughts in the class. And I was, that was great. Um, but for me, um, we had this really, really good interaction about movement variability. And James made this great point when we were talking about improving in performance. He made this great point. He's like, look, if you want to get better at toast-to-bar, you have to do more toast-to-bar. And I think that that is a great point because a lot of times there is this thought, and I know that I swim in these waters often just coming from the clinical side, there is this thought that <clears throat> you can sort of over-accessorize or you can accessorize around just hard work, right? So you can do all kinds of other accessory stuff and foot exercises and trunk stuff and single leg stuff, you know, all to get better at like a squat, okay? And while part of me absolutely wholeheartedly believes in that, I think James makes a really, really good point. Um, and that is that if you want to get better at something, you have to do that something a lot, right? You need time under the bar. You need time under tension. You need reps to get better at that. And I think that's a fantastic point, right? So in the rehab industry in particular, um, especially people um, kind of like me that try to blend a lot of the, the stuff that we learn from the rehab world with the strength training world, we oftentimes push this model that, oh yeah, you can do 10 exercises to make up for this, you know, just work being done in one. You know, if you want to get better at, you know, the bench press and there's 20 exercises that you need to be doing and rotator cuff stuff and scapular stability stuff and all these other things that will make you better at the bench press. Now, while I agree that, that there is a piece to that, I do absolutely uh, pay heedance to James's point here. And he's not here to sort of explain himself or defend himself here. But I think his point is like, look, if you want to get better at something, you have to do that something more. And I, and, I, and I really like that. But it stimulated some thoughts um, that I kind of want to go over today about movement variability. Sorry about that. Um, so 
My thoughts on this is I, I, I absolutely agree with, with um, the point that if you want to get better at, say, toaster bar, we'll use that as an example, um, it's very, very important that we need to be doing more toaster bar. But I think that there needs to be some movement variability, and there's a couple reasons why. Um, before I get into that, though, I think I want to make a distinction between um, variability in the movement and a complete accessory exercise. Because the you know there there's some some definite benefits to increasing movement variability. There is a lot of research on that that the the bigger the movement variability, the the lower the risk of overuse injury, and that just kind of makes sense. You're just sort of distributing uh, the load amongst more tissues than just sort of greasing this one groove over and over and over again. Um, but the the farther away you are from that actual movement, the less the adaptations to the exercises you prescribe apply to that actual movement. So what, what do I mean by that? If we're talking about a movement like toes to bar, <clears throat> you're going to have um, movements that are very, very close to that, small variations, micro variations, if you will. And then you're going to have exercises that train similar things, but are very, very far away from it. And the farther away a movement is from the movement in question or the movement tested, the movement measured, you know, said toes to bar, um, the less likely that the adaptations there are going to benefit you and improve your performance in the movement of question, the movement being measured. So using the example of toes to bar, you know, on the other end of the extreme, we could do something like a, like, you know, a plank, you know, where everybody loves this one on, on the gram, a plank where you're sort of rolling your arms around on a, on a Swiss ball. Now, I, I see the, the benefit of that exercise in the rehab setting. And is that training, you know, proper trunk stability? I guess to be super snobby, it depends on how they're stabilizing. But let's assume that they're stabilizing well. Then, yeah, and you're adding a little bit of perturbation to it. You're adding, you're forcing the brain to modulate the brace. So there's a lot of benefits to that exercise. But even though it actually trains similar mo movements, similar uh, strategies, similar muscles, I think that that movement is so far withdrawn from the actual movement in question, toes to bar, that it, the benefits of that exercise are not all that applicable. The adaptations to that exercise are not all that applicable to the movement in question, which is toes to bar. So doing a bunch of side bridges on BOSU balls and you know rolling around on the Swiss ball and saying that, oh, because it works on trunk stability, that's somehow going to you know, uh, compensate for or, or replace just getting reps of toaster bar in, I think is silly. Um, you know, there are definitely places for exercises like that, but let's not get confused and think that that exercise somehow replaces just more toaster bar. But the, the thing that I want to focus on today are movement variations, right? So that's a completely different exercise. That, that is, you know, an accessory exercise to toaster bar. You know, yes, it trains the same thing, but it's, it's not the same movement. And I, what I want to talk about today is the importance of improving movement variability and having variations of an exercise so that you can distribute the load amongst more tissues. You can increase the athlete's capacity to handle a higher training load, right? Volume times intensity divided by time. So let's let's use the, the toes to bar as an example here. 
in a toaster bar, you have just straight up good old, what I call short stroke toaster bar. So that's a really, really good, a little bit of a kit back, knees to the chest and a fast knee extension to kick the bar, right? Short stroke, short, shortens all the moment arms. You can crank through those pretty, pretty quickly. Um, requires a minimal kip, right? Which is a whole other conversation that we could have. But that exercise, if you need to bang out 20 of those in a row, is the way to do it. And there is a skill to that, and there is, is absolute value in crushing just hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of reps of short stroke toaster bar. But if you keep doing that over and over and over again, you're going to reach a point where your improvement in that area is going to diminish and your risk of injury is going to continue. This is kind of similar you know, to the testosterone window and training, right? You know, you can train super intensely for say 40 to 50 minutes. And if you keep training that intensity, the benefits that you gain, you know, in the 57th, 67th, 90th, 120th minutes are going to diminish, you know, proportionately as you get a rise in the likelihood that you're going to get injured. I think the same thing happens with, uh, specific movements. The more that you do that, there's definitely a period where you're increasing the benefit of this. You're getting better and better and better at the skill, at the technique of that movement, metabolically, physiologically, neurologically, you're actually improving. But at some point now, you're going to start approaching tissue tolerance and then your tissues, be it the hip flexors, the abdominal muscles, whatever the case may be, in the case of the toaster bar, it's going to get to a, a you're going to approach that tissue tolerance. And the closer you get to that tissue tolerance, the more likely you are dancing with the idea of getting, or the, the, the possibility of getting injured. And that's where the movement variability comes in. So slight movement modifications. What are some examples of that? Well, you could do long stroke toast to bar where you're keeping the legs mostly straight, right? It's, it's very, very similar. It's still bilateral. The legs are still together, but it's slightly different. Um, keeping with the bilateral hip hinging move, you could then go to a match grip, right? Or, you know, um, like a deadlift grip where you've got one hand, one forearm is supinated, the other one is pronated. Doesn't seem like a lot, but that's actually taking, that's changing the load in the shoulders. And if you're switching grips every round, you're actually distributing that load in the shoulder that if you've never done a lot of toes to I can tell you it, it, it can cause, you know, a decent amount of shoulder injuries. So by just changing the grip a little bit, we're still working on spinal flexion, closed chain spinal flexion, where you're pulling the pelvis towards the rib cage um, with hip flexion. But now you're changing, you're distributing the load in the shoulder, thereby reducing the risk of injury. So let's now move a little bit more away from the, you know, just the traditional classic short stroke toes to bar. What if you now did single leg toes to bar? So you're still going to between the hands, you're still trying to kick the bar, you're still trying to maybe, you know, do a short stroke toes to bar, but you're bringing the knees to the chest and you're kicking it, but you're leaving one leg down. Now that you're creating an obliquity in the pelvis, which is going to change the recruitment pattern on the abdominal wall, and it's going to force the brain to start using different muscles to execute that movement. So if you're going through and you're alternating there, yeah, you're using some of the same muscles to do it, but not all of them. And it's definitely different than your classic short stroke toes to bar. 
in that case, that small movement variability is going to change the tissues that are being challenged and thereby reduce the overall load on a given tissue. So now you're no longer approaching that tissue tolerance where it might start breaking down and, and becoming injurious. Um, so now the athlete can actually handle more toes to bar, right? And you're training this, this wider spectrum of function without getting so far away from the actual movement that it's, that it's not going to actually apply to it. You can also do single leg cross toes to bar where now instead of taking your, your right foot saying going between the feet, now you're reaching across and you're trying to hit lateral on the outside of the left hand. So that creates a tremendous amount of actual trunk rotation with flexion, and that's going to load completely differently. And so now as you're going back and forth, side to side, you're turning on activating training and adapting multi, you know, different parts of the abdominal wall into that movement. Okay, And the variabilities can continue, right? And as you keep adding variability to it, you keep distributing the load amongst the tissues. But what's important, and I think, I think, I think, I don't want to speak for James, but I think his point was you can't just, you know, do some crazy exercise like side bridges or side planks, right? Or, or um, you know, med ball slam downs and think that that's going to transfer over to toast bar. We need to keep the movement close to the movement of measure, being measured, in this case, toast bar. And so I think. The, my, my point here is that we want to make a distinction between accessory exercises, such as a plank where you're rolling around on, on the Swiss ball or a side bridge, right? That are definitely training similar muscles. They might be training similar patterns, but they are, they're not, you know, similar enough to the movement um, being measured that you're going to get a whole lot of transfer. Okay. So maybe not, maybe the, maybe the term is sport specific. We need to make a distinction between those exercises and then the exercises that are actually just variations of the movement being measured, okay? So my whole point here is that we want to realize when we're doing accessory exercises, what the purpose is of those and the, the, the effectiveness of those exercises in improving performance, okay? They're highly valuable for reducing injury, but we're talking about improving performance here. And so there needs to be a distinction made between the two because when you have variations of exercises that are similar to the movement of measure, you're going to get better distribution of the, of the load amongst more tissues. You're going to increase, because you're doing that, right? Because you're not overloading you know, one tissue, because there's such a small movement variability, you're now going to increase the athlete's capacity or capability of handling a higher training load. So now they can maybe handle more toes-to-bar-like movements because they're not doing the same movement over and over and over again, okay? It's also going to be more likely that adaptations to the modified movement, you know, single leg cross toes to bar, right? If you're doing those, it's reasonable to assume that adaptations to that, hypertrophy of the abdominal wall, improved uh, neural recruitment, um, you know, um, neural drive, whatever the case may be, you're going to be able to get a better benefit. It's going to transfer over 
to the, the, the movement in the sport, in this case, toes to bar. So you get a reduction in the injury because of an increased movement variability. You get an increased ability to handle the training volume, thereby giving a stronger stimulus, thereby producing a stronger adaptation, so faster you know, improvement. Um, but you're also doing movements that are similar enough to the actual movement in of question or the movement being measured. So now you actually get a rise in performance. So you get a reduction of injury, you get an increased capacity to handle more training volume, and the adaptations in those movement variations are close enough, or sorry, the adaptations themselves apply to the actual sport. That's the point. Now, what I think is important to, to note here is the difference between a modification and an accessory exercise. Modifications are going to change, um, distribute the load a little bit more. Adaptations are like, sorry, accessory movements are completely different, but they're so far off the mark here that they're just doing something entirely different than getting you better at toes to bar. It might be making your abdominal wall stronger, which very well might, air quotes, might, transfer into toes to bar, but they're going to, you know, get you better at other things. Maybe you have some functional blocks or functional incompetencies that prevent you from moving well. Maybe you need to be doing accessory exercises because you need to actually work on regression so that you can do the movement correctly, right? Toes to bar, you know, if you don't know how to kip well, right, or you have really, really bad awareness of your pelvis so you can't pull the pelvis towards the rig, you're gonna to have to work on that, right? Otherwise, you're gonna execute it with poor movement. So there's value to breaking down the movement and doing accessory exercises, right? As regressions, working on skill and technique, and then addressing functional incompetencies. The point of this thoughts on is to realize that James is correct. If you wanna get better at toes to bar, if you wanna get better at squatting, you have to put time under the bar. You have to put the reps in. But my point here is that we want to be thinking like, okay, well, maybe we can make small modifications to the movement so that the athlete is able to tolerate a higher amount of volume. They're able to get actual performance transfer into the sport of question, and they're able to actually get a reduction in the overall injury. Right, that's the point. So if we can think of those three benefits to use, utilizing small variations to movements, then I think that that is going to be a huge advantage to the athletes that, or the coaches that understand the difference between movement modification and actual accessory exercises. And with that, I sip on my Colleen Clemens 2017, and I wish you guys a, uh, a happy evening. And uh, please comment below. Um, like us on Instagram at athleteenhancement.com and uh, do me a solid and check out OPEX uh, Fitness. Um, I think it's opexfitness.com. I'm not quite sure, but they got some great stuff on there and I will see you next time.